Before we start this episode, just want to continue to give our thoughts to everybody that has been impacted by this coronavirus. Um, you know, we hope all your friends and family and loved ones are safe. Uh, but as well as that, just want to give a continual thanks to everybody who is out there working, supporting the communities, whether it is um, frontline workers in the medical field like doctors, nurses and other healthcare professionals, whether it is teachers who are still out there teaching students, um, you know, store workers, delivery drivers, couriers, um, and apologies if I have forgot anybody, but uh, just want to say a continual thanks to everybody that is out there and serving the greater needs of the community. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children of all ages, welcome to episode 23 of the Fumble Recovery Fantasy Football Podcast. Well, we're going to be doing a first. We're actually going to be breaking down a draft that's taking place now. And you may even find us debating and drafting some of the picks as we're recording here. So quite an interesting uh, time for us. The podcast that we, well, I should say the league that we are playing in is an IDP and a Superflex Titan Premium League. So almost every nuance of fantasy and IDP you could think of, uh, with eight offensive starters, so one of each skill position, three flex spots and one super flex, and then one of each of the defensive spots, so defensive back, defensive lineman and linebacker, and then an additional four IDP flex spots is what we're drafting for. So as we stand, we are actually in the middle of the 13th round. So we've been making good progress since we've started and look forward to breaking this down. So with me, I have Paul. Giddy up. <laughs> I have Mo. Hello, chaps. Let's <laughs> switch your roles. And we have Chiggs. Hey, hey. <laughs> I knew that would throw you. <laughs> how, how are we all doing, chaps? Paul, how are you doing? Yeah, pretty good, man. Pretty good. Mo, keeping well? Yep, not too shabby. Lovely. And Chiggs. Yeah, this... uh. <laughs> this draft was um, stressing me out a little bit today, so uh, yeah. Oh yeah, good. I all love good. the sniping. I love the sniping. Mo's, uh, Mo's on my uh, been crossed off my Christmas card list. I'll put it that way. <laughs> Some have been sniped a little, have they? Yes, just a bit. Okay, so before we start recording the episode, I do just want to give a shout out to the DC presidents. Uh, mentioned that we've been working with them. We ran the Twitter Britball Cup recently, actually in talks about future projects that we can run on social media in lieu of the season starting. And in fact, one of the contestants in this new IDP Superflex Titan Premium is Buck from the DC Presidents, who's been a guest a couple of times on the podcast before. So looking forward to working with the DC Presidents and competing with Buck on behalf of the DC Presidents. Uh, right, so I'm going to run through the names and we'll go through round by round as to what the picks were and what our, what our thoughts were uh, for those picks. So just to really quickly outline the draft order, I hope you can keep up. It's Mo first, Buck from the DC President second. We then have Chris with a K, who was on to represent the Titans a few months ago at three. I'm drafting at spot four, 
You then got Chiggs at spot five. Imran, who was on previously to represent the Chargers at spot six. We then have Broad from the Holy Shoot Wrestling Podcast, who came on to represent the Giants at seven. Uh, last of the co-hosts, Paul, picking at eight. We then have Luke, who's the brother of Chris with a K at nine. Uh, another Chris, Chris with a C this time, at 10. And then previous guest, Cash, who was our Patriot supporter at 11. And then finally, Danny, who's a Rams fan. Uh, so we'll go through, I'll just talk through the first round and then we can discuss if there was any anything interesting, any hot takes or observations. So Mo went with Patrick Mahomes, Buck went for Christian McCaffrey, Chris with a K went Saquon, I then picked Lamar, I think those top four are generally straightforward in a superplex league. Chiggs then went Michael Thomas, at six Imran went Ezekiel Elliott, at seven Third QB was taken to Sean Watson by Broad. Paul then took New Hopkins at eight. Uh, Luke at nine took Kyler Murray. Chris at 10 took another QB in Russell Wilson. Cash at 11 took another QB with Dak Prescott. And then finally, Danny, with the 12th pick of the first round, went Alvin Kamara. So first time I've played in a Superflex League where so many QBs have been taken in the first round, uh, chaps, what are your observations on that? Chiggs, thoughts first. So I, th- I think you touched on it before, but I think there's a clear break after the first four picks. So that's your top tier, you know, but however you want to cut it, I think those four should be going in the first four picks in a super flex startup. Um, and then it gets a little bit more interesting. I was surprised by the number of quarterbacks that went in the first round, if I'm honest. Same here. Um, you know, I obviously get obviously Mahomes and Lamar, Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray. I can I can see the one I was a little bit surprised about going in the first, and I know he had a very good season last year was Dak, and that's just purely down to the sort of the whole contract uncertainty going on at the moment. But at the yeah. same time, you know, you're going to get him in the second probably anyway, maybe the third. So, you know. It, it's a super flex league, so quarterbacks should be going. So I'm not, I'm not against it. And so I, let me let me put it I, a different I, way. Sorry, Paul. I was just going to say, let me put it a different way. And Paul, you can answer. It was raised on our group chat that Dak at QB six represents great value, and I don't disagree with that statement alone. So, Paul, what are your thoughts there I, on Dak? I totally agree. I think I, I was expecting the first two to to be as they are. I even think Deshaun maybe a little bit later. I expected him, to, you know, the run to be in round two, but I didn't expect quite to be quite as early as this. And I was actually hoping I'd get a choice of Russell Wilson or or Dak back in two five, um, which is what I expected. I didn't, if I knew that they were going to go straight away, I probably would have taken a quarterback in one eight rather than um, Hopkins. Although I'm, I'm kind of pleased how it fell in the end. I, I actually yeah. thought. I thought Russell Wilson would definitely fall to the second or third round. Yeah. But then this comes to knowing your league mates, right? And I think I made the comment to you, Amir, when the draft was going on, that Chris was going to take Russell Wilson with one of his two picks because I just know that he, he loves the guy and he tries to get him in every team he has. So, yeah, uh, I think once we... quite, quite a lot of us are in another league, another um, super flex where it's really hard to get a quarterback, right? 
That's because you're hoarding them all. But yeah, <laughs> but I think people saw that last time and realised it actually is hard to get, and you do want two at, at a minimum. So therefore, when as soon as kind of, I think as soon as Kylo went, that's what that's what did it really. I think if he hadn't gone, maybe it wouldn't have been quite so. Quite I, I, I I agree. I think it's because that run. I, I actually blame Broad. I think I think Broad taking Deshaun Watson just created created everyone to jump on quarterback because. For for me, even I'm I'm a Watson fan, and he none of these quarterbacks after Lamar should have gone in the first round. They're just too much more value, I think, in uh, the wide receivers and the running backs. But the minute one goes, you just have that run, and everything else just falls. Well, so, it kind um, of doesn't matter, right? It's weird because as soon as one go, and actually it makes no odds because if everyone's going quarterback, you all end up getting wide receivers or running backs that you would that you kind of should have taken in the first. You get them correct. in the second anyway. So exactly. Yeah, so yeah, no, no, that, yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, they're like, oh, like, well, if everyone's going to go quarterback, that's fine. I'm going to get the same player I want in the first and the second. At least yeah. if you if you have one of the later picks, correct? Yeah. But see, this is why I I just sort of shied completely away from quarterback when um, you'll see as we talk through the draft. But because so many guys went in that first round, I just didn't think there was any value there in in round two or even round three for me to take a quarterback. And I was happy to wait to pick up, you know, that sort of second or third tier, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goffs, those kind of guys later on, we've talked about before. That's actually, so you take your sort of skill players at the top and then you sort of fill out your quarterback in rounds four and five kind of thing. I've got to break this to you, Shiggs. You didn't get Aaron Rodgers or Jared Goff, just so you know. <laughs> well, no, but that, that's what I mean. So, because I actually decided to take, um, take, Baker, well, obviously spoiling anything, I took Baker uh, at the 4-8 just because I was actually, so my strategy there, we're talking about it now, is that um, I was looking to pair a young quarterback with a, a veteran later on. So, you know, I, I load up on my skill positions early, take yeah. Baker as my sort of value guy in the fourth round and then try and get like a Big Ben or a Tom Brady or what have you. Um, later on, and then I actually deviated from that strategy anyway. But, um, I love that. It's only four rounds, four picks later. Off that. <laughs> it's hard to stick to it, though, isn't it? You start thinking, oh, what if? If I don't take one now, it's going to be a, you, you got a long wait till it gets back to you. Well, yeah, that, that, that's it. Right? And the reason. So basically, I end up with Baker and Tua, right? So I think Mo, Mo probably was looking at Tua there, so obviously traded with him to get to his pick and, and take him because I actually I really wanted Tua on my team. Yeah, no, that was that was a good trade because uh, it, it was either he, it was either he him or Daniel or Drew Locke, but I was leaving I was kind of leaning to the towards the upside with Tua and the trade value. But yeah, that was a good trade on your part because you, you did you did I, I was again I wasn't I wasn't really distraught because I I wanted one of those three QBs and I was fine with who I got later. But um, yeah, if if you hadn't made that trade, I think you would have lost to a, either to me or Chris with the K. Yeah, I mean, that's why I had to do it. Okay, well we'll we will get to those picks. So let's talk through round two then. So swinging back round from Danny at two one, who followed up with Alvin Kamara to get Dalvin Cook. What a great start that is! He must have been loving seeing all the QBs going and just seeing the value with the rest of the skill positions Absolutely. available. Um, Cash then added. Devontae Adams to Dak Prescott. Chris, with a C, drafted Tyreek, but there was a trade involved, which we'll get to. Uh, Nick Chubb went next to Luke, who added with Kyler Murray. Uh, uh, Chris, Paul, Chris, you did. 
Chris took uh, Josh Jacobs, actually. Uh, well, I was going to say, I was going to get to that. So he did initially draft Tyreek Hill, uh, and then he traded him away to oh, me after Sorry, it. So it wasn't um, at the pick I, itself. I thought that was the uh, pick itself. Wow, okay. No, 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 it was after. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll get to that then. So, Paul, you finally took a QB in Josh Allen, a player you've got a few shares of now. Uh, Broadbent took Joe Mixon to add to Deshaun Watson. Uh, Imran, I'm liking the start there. George Kittle and Zeke Elliott, good skill positions. Uh, Chiggs, you've added another wide receiver in Chris Godwin. Love that pick. Love Chris Godwin and his situation, especially with Tom Brady. Uh, so it came to my pick, and then Chris, who had drafted Tyreek Hill, came to me and asked if I'd be willing to trade my second in exchange for Tyreek, and then we exchanged picks later on. Uh, I was absolutely delighted to do that. I'm a huge Tyreek fan, uh, number one receiver to now the highest paid player in the history of sports, I think, or, you know, individual yep. team, con uh, team sports, so... I'm a big fan of Tyreek. Mo, you know, I've been trying to get him off you in our other league as well. Uh, so I eventually gave my pick plus a tenth for Tyreek and a 17th. So I knew it would hurt me in those middle-ish rounds where you're still building starters, but I much preferred Tyreek to Josh Jacobs or even uh, Kelsey or some of the players who went after. So I ended up getting Tyreek. Chris then drafted Josh Jacobs. Uh, closing off the second round... Chris, with a K, added Travis Kelsey to Saquon. So arguably, you know, top two players in two of the positions there. Uh, Buck then added Mike Evans and actually made a trade with Yumo where he took your 212 in exchange for 411. Uh, but you also got his 2021 first, right? That's I think right. there may have been a few other picks involved, actually. Uh, looks Just like a couple. A couple mid-round switches, yeah, like the fourth and the fifth, yeah. But, uh, no, I mean, so Buck, Buck closed off the round with CEH. He's obviously just gone for it. He's got Christian McCaffrey. He's then got Mike Evans, who he saw as the best receiver available. Um, and I tend to agree with him based on the other receivers that went. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, that's subjective. But, you know, going into a Chiefs offense, you want a piece of that. Uh, Chiggs, I know you drafted him in our league. I, I think I still slightly prefer Taylor, but I can see why somebody would want CEH. The upside is huge, especially in that Chiefs offense. Uh, he's then, you've then taken, actually, no, let's stop there before we go into the third round. So observations from that second round. Mo, I'll start with you. Uh, I thought I thought the Tariq Hill and Jacobs trade was interesting, but I mean, if it's Chris wanted. I, I, I question on that. I guess Chris wanted Josh Jacobs. Is that who he wanted? Yeah. So I yeah, think he, he, did. Came, he came to me. He asked. He actually made me an offer, and it was pretty close to what we agreed in the end. But he said he considered Josh Jacobs at his pick. So I, I guess he's very high on him, uh, higher than even Chubb or Mixon, because they were still available at the time. Or Ceh or you know Taylor Sanders, etc. And I think when he saw him fall a few other spots. Um, he came to me. Um, I don't know if he knew I'm interested in Tyreek or not, but I certainly was. And it was one of these trades that was just negotiated fairly quickly. There wasn't much back and forth, trying to get little bits here and there. We did talk about exchanging some earlier rounds. I wasn't really comfortable, so we pushed it to a 10th and a 17th. Um, I said, maybe losing the 
10th hurt me at the time, but uh, to get a player of Tyreek Hill uh, for me was great. Josh Jacobs, you know, he was injured last year, so he's obviously got a huge upside, great running back, but I would rather have Hill. So for me, it was a no-brainer. And I guess for Chris, if he's really high on him, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, correct, yeah. All you lost was your 10th, and you would have picked up a, a linebacker anyway, and you did that in the next round. So that's <laughs> that being a problem. <laughs> Indeed. Chig's observations on the second round? Yeah, I mean, I, I like the trade. I actually strongly considered Josh Jacobs as my pick, so I was really hoping for George Kittle uh, there, and obviously got taken one pick before me. Um, the other guys I was sort of targeting were Mixon, uh, Josh Jacobs, but... I had to take Chris Scott. So ideally, I wanted to get um, a running back in there. You know, so you start with a running back wide receiver, so then you can just gives you that flexibility. But, you know, I, I had Chris Godwin very high on my board. And when he was sitting there, I couldn't pass him up. Um, yeah, I mean, as you see, you, you just see all the value that sort of dropped into the second round because everyone's taken the quarterbacks in, in round one. So, Adams, Hill, uh, Godwin, you could argue, but Dalvin Cook, you know, these guys theoretically are all first round picks. Um, what did you yeah, make? Yeah, so I think everything gets pushed down. I, I, I think Nick Chubb for me was a little bit of a. I personally, I think he went a bit early, but that's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not high on Nick Chubb going into this season. You know, he's a very good running back, but I think with Kareem Hunt there, he's going to eat into um, a lot of his sort of snap count. I think you saw what happened when Hunt came back from the suspension and the injury last season, and Nick Chubb's numbers dropped. So, so would you rather have Joe Mixon, Josh Jacobs, or Nick Chubb then? I would. So I would. I had Mixon and Jacobs ahead of Chubb. So I think I said to you that. I was worried that Nick Chubb was going to be sitting there at my pick and I was probably going to pass him up in the second. And luckily, see, Chris Chris took him and then obviously everything else sort of fell into place. But yeah, I, I probably would have passed on on uh, Chubb there at the 208 as well. Uh, interesting. Yeah, I, I, I kind of like Chubb. Um, Mixon, yeah, I have I like a contract too. concerns. Um, I do like Jacobs too, though. I'm, I'm high on Jacobs. Uh, I, I think I may even rate Jacobs above Mixon a little bit. Uh, just because I think I think again, yeah, the mixing contract situation, and I, I mean I think he's also talking about um, holding out too, isn't he? And training camp, I just I'm never a fan of that. And um, uh, Jacobs, he's he's gonna be he's gonna be the bell cow there in in, in Vegas. I mean the the reason I mean you see with Chubb, if you look at his, um, I know you see put some big games up, but. Um, Week 16 and 17 last year in PPR, four and a half points and 5.2 points. One, one thing I will just add, why I do like Chubb, and I still have him above Mixon and Jacobs personally, is you've got to bear in mind the changing coaching staff they've got there with Kevin Stefanski. Yeah, and not only that, I can tell you as a Broncos fan, for them trading to get Andy Janovich, uh, they got him on the cheap. It was a 2021st seventh, I think, in the end. But as a Broncos fan, I can tell you that a lot of that Lindsay success wasn't because we've got an elite O-line. It's because the role that Andy Janovich plays as a fullback, he's really useful in that role. And I think he's going to help 
the Browns to really build that run game. And you can see that Stefanski's got a plan. I think they're going to be a run-first team, which is what scares me a bit about some of the receivers there, like Baker and Jarvis and Hooper, potentially. Uh, but I do think they're going to, you know, he's come from the Vikings, and you saw what the Vikings did. You saw how many pass attempts Kirk Cousins had. So I like Chubb. I would have personally taken George Kittle still, but I do like Chubb ahead of Mixon, just because I've seen not only the coaching changes, but some of the players they've brought in and what that does. I mean, <clears throat> as a Broncos fan, I can tell you there's a huge difference in the last couple of years when Janovich was fit and playing versus when he was sidelined. You could see it in Lindsay's numbers and whoever else was running behind, whether it was Royce Freeman or somebody else. But um, I, I think Chubb's going to have a productive year. That said, uh, if you remember back to our sh strength of schedule episode, I think Browns have got one of the top three toughest run schedules in, um, in all of football this year. Now, of course, that can change with the draft and some of the players that have been picked up, etc. But uh, I think with the coaching change and also getting in a, a fullback, one of the better fullbacks in the league, I, I think Chubb can have a very effective year there. But that's just my take on it. And it'd be interesting to see how it plays out this year. Yeah. All right, let's get into round three then. Uh, <laughs> so Mo, you, you, Mo, you've started with Miles Sanders, uh, Buck has gone Mark Andrews, so the third tight end off the board. Chris has then gone Jonathan Taylor, my favourite rookie running back. Uh, start <laughs> a bit of <laughs> this, is this is like a fat finger or something, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it really, really wasn't. So this this was hotly debated, and I will just outline that I took Darius Leonard, the first linebacker, the first defensive player, at pick three point four. Now, I, I thought long oh, and hard about this above one. His ADP. What's that, sorry? It's about 40 picks above his ADP. It may be, but you've got to consider that the scoring that I've got in our league is higher than probably your standard IDP league. So your top linebackers are going to be in the same ballpark as a Saquon Barkley um, in a, or a, an RB2, RB3. And if you look at Darius Lennon's numbers from two years ago when he played a full season... That would have been the, what, fourth overall, fourth or fifth overall uh, points in last season scoring. And that's considering Lamar, Christian McCaffrey and Michael Thomas had freakish years last year as well, especially Lamar and CMC. So for me, it was a case of, <clears throat> do I take him now or do I never get him? And I didn't okay, think he'd fall to me. I didn't think he'd fall to uh, me at 4.09. Four uh, I thought Cash would have taken him at either 3-11 or 4-2. I didn't think there was any other threat, but I did think Cash would take him. Um, and I just thought, I'm going to maybe a reach, but I'm going to take my guy, knowing that his upside is 350 or more points there uh, in a season. Uh, but that was me taking Leonard. We can discuss that shortly. Chiggs, you continued with your receiver run and went for DJ Moore. Imran then got his first QB with Joe Burrow in the third, middle of the third. Uh, next few picks were then A.J. Brown, Derek Henry, Carson Wentz, Austin Eckler, Odell Beckham Jr. to cash, and then Matt Ryan. So Danny's added Matt Ryan to Cook and Kamara. So, um, Mo, what are your thoughts on that third round? <laughs> I think it I think it fell about right, um, uh, except for the linebacker pick. Uh, I was kind of surprised with that. Um, D. 
DJ Moore, I was also surprised with Chiggs taking three receivers between first, second, and third round. Um, I mean, I, I, I love the talent of DJ Moore, um, but I think I, I kind of mentioned just in Carolina fan, this I just don't know which receiver's going to feast this year uh, with us having three stud wide receivers and in a Joe Brady offense. Um, I, think, I think the ball will be spread among everybody. I think that he should get his fair share, um, but I was just surprised going just three wide receivers there. Um, everything else I think is about right. I mean, just because of the QBs, um, uh, you, know, you know, you had, again, more additional QBs come off the board. I was kind of surprised Matt Ryan came off this early just because of his age, if anything. Uh, nothing to do with the skill level. Uh, but no, I think about everything else, I think is right. I think everything's right with the world here, except for, again, the linebacker was the biggest shocker, in my opinion. Jigs? Yeah. So, I mean, I, again, it was just purely down to my board. And for me, I, I, you know, I can see DJ Moore now making that leap to being a perennial top five wide receiver. You know, that's how much I'm, I'm banking on his talent. You know, what he's shown for me in his sort of two years already at Carolina, you know, he was, he put up great numbers last year with terrible quarterback play. You look at, you look at what, Teddy Bridgewater did with Michael Thomas last year. And for me, it's DJ Moore's like yards after the catch, right? What he can do on those sort of slant routes and stuff where Teddy's going to dump the ball off and then Moore's going to make plays himself in the middle of the field. Now you've got Robbie Anderson stretching the field for him, but um, a bit of Curtis Samuel as well. So it, I think I've, I think I've paid about the right price for more, but I think if it comes off, I can see him going in, you know, first rounds in future years. So, you know, ideally I wanted a running back and looking back on it now, if I'd taken Zeke in the first instead of Michael Thomas and then end up with Godwin and DJ Moore, I'd have been really happy with that. But, you know, to start with three, three of my top 10 dynasty wide receivers, you know, you know I think they'll be finishing top 10 in scoring this year as well. Um, I was happy with that. The other guy I sort of considered there was J.K. Dobbins. And I really wanted J.K. Dobbins in my team, but I gambled I could potentially pick him back up in the fourth. Darius Leonard, for me, was a reach, but I can I can completely see why you did it. And I actually really liked the pick. Not, you know, um, If you wanted your guy and you didn't think you were going to get him back, he is the clear you know number one linebacker. And he's he's young, you know. He's an absolute stud. We've, we've talked about it before. I think it would have looked. It probably look would have looked better on the board if maybe, maybe another linebacker had gone in like round four or five, and there'd been like <laughs> not such a big gap between the next linebacker going. But you know, like if you look at the amount of receiver talent that you know will come to that that falls, it maybe is worth taking your guy early, and then you can you know pick up stud wide receivers in later rounds. You know, that, that's kind of my only thing that I've started with three wide receivers when I probably could have picked up other guys, you know, in the fourth and fifth. But no, I mean, I think the round, I think, I think you said Matt Ryan for me was a little bit early. Not a million miles. Yeah, Why did you, um, what about uh, Little, uh, what's his name? Little Tim, Little uh, uh, Seconds, right? Uh, Kenny Golladay. No, no, no. Sorry, no, no. Amir, you didn't consider um, Corey Littleton scored as many points, didn't he? Uh, well, 
he's he's a bit older. He's gone to a new team. So for me, Darius Leonard is the number one. Uh, last year, remember, he got 300 points playing only 13 games. So yeah. Yeah. He, he he's that difference maker at that position, you know. And, and as you say, he's young. He's uh, he hasn't changed team. You know, the, the, this guy is the next. Bobby Wagner, Luke Keekley, you know. I mean, he already is. You've seen his numbers in two seasons. Yeah, I mean, 2018, he was a beast, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, that that, that linebacker class in 2018, it's phenomenal, right? So you've got um, Darius Leonard, obviously the standout guy, but Roquan Smith and Tremaine Edwards, I think, were both in that class as well. And all three of them, you know, are top five, top ten dynasty linebackers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we can look at it, look at it, and say there wasn't another linebacker taken for four rounds or whatever it was. But for me, it was as I said, take him or don't get him. Um, and it may be a reach, but <clears throat> there's not many players who went after him who I'd rather have personally. That's fair as well. <clears throat> I think you would have so, got him in the fourth quite easily. Is the only thing, but you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't. Not. I know Cash had done a lot of research for this. He actually mentioned he got his PA to put together a joint rankings for him. And <laughs> knowing that, I thought Cash is going to be well prepared. When we did a mock draft, he also took a linebacker, uh, sorry, Leonard, fairly early. And yeah. there was nobody else that scared me taking a linebacker, but just Cash. Uh, even then, look at the players who've gone after him. There's nobody, not one player who's gone after him that I would rather have over Darius Leonard, personally, just based on the scoring settings for my league. So for me, even now, no regrets. I've got my guy and he's going to contribute huge as long as he can stay on the field. Uh, Buck and I spoke earlier and he mentioned that he thought he sniped me for Andrews on the advice of Mo. So thanks, Mo. Great friend you are. But... (laughs) I said to Buck, honestly, if Andrews and Leonard were both on the board, I think I would have gone for Leonard because the points upside there is huge, just absolutely massive. Um, but anyway, it is what it is. I, I'm very happy with the pick. Uh, of course, you know, it'll be challenged because there wasn't another linebacker taken for a while. Uh, but we'll carry on round. So then Danny's added to Matt Ryan with Matt Stafford. So he's gone QB, QB. I think smart thing to do, given the run that you've seen and can probably anticipate happening. He's not got another pick for 23 picks. So he's then had a look at the QBs and gone for Matt Stafford. Um, It's quite subjective. There's also Jared Goff, Daniel Jones, Baker Mayfield, Aaron Rodgers, you know, then Tua, of course. But he's gone for Stafford, tried and tested. Uh, Then we've got Calvin Ridley, Hunter Henry, J.K. Dobbins, Paul, you took Zach Hertz. Uh, DeAndre Swift broad Juju Smith-Schuster at the 4-7 Chiggs you've then taken your first QB with Baker Mayfield I've gone for my second QB with Aaron Rodgers I just wanted to get my QBs in early Uh, Amari Cooper to Chris with a K Mo you then had two picks in a row owing to your trade in the second round with which you got Kenny Golladay and Julio Jones so I'll start with Paul. Immediate thoughts on that fourth round there, Paul. I'm not a massive fan of Stafford. Um, I never have been. I don't think I've ever owned him in anything. Um, there's no one that I thought, you know, no no one stands out looking bad. I think Julio's great value there. 
I mean, I know it's because it's Dynasty and he's coming. He's 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 old, but he's he's not he's not actually that old. You know, he's still you can still get a few years out of him. Um, I like the Dobbins pick. I would like to have had him. I'm just, I'm always nervous of rookies. Um, and I would have liked to have taken Hunter Henry. That's why I took Ertz actually. But um, I was kind of I, I'd, I'd rather have Hunter Henry for the you know age and um, uh, age and I think he's got sort of more longevity. Well, he has got more longevity in him. But um, I think it, it, it made sense to all the picks really. I'm not a huge fan of Calvin Ridley at four two. I like the talent. It just seems a reach for me personally. See, I, I'm the opposite. I absolutely love that pick. I really like it as well. I can see Ridley with the opportunity there. Obviously, Sanu's gone. You know, Julio's now coming towards the end. Like, if you're getting in on Ridley here, you know, put it this way, Cash isn't going to get him back at 5'11", right? No. And Matt Ryan, you know, been talking him up a lot as well. Yeah, it's, I, I a lot, but you know, I can see Ridley making that third year jump. You know, I, I think this could be his breakout year. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I, you uh, should say. Yeah, like as in put it this way, if if Ridley had been there at my pick, I would have started my draft with four receivers. <laughs> yeah, no way. Le- le- legit. Yeah. As what, in, what if? What if Juju fell? Would you have taken Juju? No, so I, I had no interest in Juju. So so the reason I took Baker there was I was hoping one of these running backs would slide to me there. So Dobbins was the guy I wanted. But I kind of had the view that maybe Eckler, Swift, you know, one of these guys would, would make it to me in the fourth. And they didn't. Um, the only other guy that I really liked at receiver, you know, that hadn't really high but rallied was Kenny Golladay. Um, and I just thought, you know, with the age and probably best to take a quarterback there. I mean, I think and you've got right, really. I mean, you've ended up with amazing value there, picking up Golladay and Julio back to back. I think. You know, oh yeah, see... they, they should have. They should have never fell that drop far. As soon as I saw those, like I knew. That, I mean, I knew those two were going to be my first two picks. Or even even with Amari being picked just right before me, I was like. Well, I'm definitely taking. I'm definitely getting these two top receivers that should have gone in the first two, first three rounds at least. Yeah. So I was, I was hoping Cooper and Golladay went earlier in the round, which would have pushed Swift into my, into my, my slot. Uh, which is uh, that's why I end up taking Baker, right? So. Um, I think you're better off with Baker, to be honest. Yeah. If, if you didn't take Baker, right? See, so Baker and Rogers are going to go. Who who do you end up with? Well, I, I, I think is I. The reason I was sort of panicked a little bit, not panicked a little bit, but I was sort of went in for Baker was, you know, I'm, I'm not sold on him being the guy, but I still think he'll hold his value from a trading perspective. You know, he's young. People still like him. Um, it was when I thought, I thought Stafford and Ryan would have gone later. Yeah, I was, hoping I was kind to get, of I thinking was like, that, right? yeah, so it was like, God, Stafford and Ryan. You I was hoping pick up one of these Stafford, guys I wanted Ryan with my next. I would have taken Ryan with my um, next pick. Yeah. As, with uh, with my with my pick in the fourth round. So with those guys taken, then I I felt like I had to get my quarterback, at least my first quarterback on the board done. Yeah, and for me it was a case of getting my second QB. Um, I didn't know because none of the play. Well, actually, Mo had Mahomes, but he was he could have easily taken a second QB. 
Buck and Chris didn't have a QB. So I just thought I'm going to take the, the tried and tested in Aaron Rodgers because end of the day, I've taken him as the 13th QB off the board. And even on what was seen as a down year last year, still finished as a QB six. Yeah, I so think so. for me, it was just good value. I'd rather have him over somebody like Tua, if you know, in terms of tried and tested. Of course, for the longer run, if Tua hits, he's got way more value. But just I thought I'm going to go for tried and tested. Goff, Daniel Jones, Donald, yep, all talented young QBs. But I just went for tried and tested, and I've got young in Lamar already, so I didn't necessarily need another young QB. Um, wasn't really interested in Amari. I guess I did mull over Golladay or Rogers, but I thought no, in a super flex, uh, and a super flex where you only have eight offensive starters, where the QBs become fairly valuable starters. If you think two out of eight, twenty-five percent of your offensive starters are QBs, so I just wanted to get them in, get them in fairly early there. Uh, right, fifth round, <clears throat> Chigs, you've made a trade. You've gone for the first pick off Mo to add to Baker Mayfield. Uh, we'll talk about that trade shortly. Uh, and you've ended up with Tua. Uh, Mo, as part of your trade from the second round uh, at pick two, you've then picked up Kenyon Drake. Chris with a K finally took QB with Jared Goff, probably foresaw another run coming. I went for my first and to this point, probably only running back, I think, in Aaron Jones at the moment. Uh, again, I just saw there being a run wasn't much after Jones that I liked, so I took him in the fifth. Uh, so I've gone Packers back-to-back. -back. Uh, Mo, you had another pick here as part of your trade with Chiggs, where you've then taken QB Daniel Jones. I uh, really like that pick, actually, especially with the rushing upside he brings. Uh, Imran has then taken DK Metcalf, young receiver. Fraud has added Adam Thielen. Paul took another QB, of course, with Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Luke has added Alan Robinson to his mix and then Danny is part of a trade with Chris has taken Cooper Cup so Danny is a Rams fan and I think on three previous leagues has tried to get Cooper Cup and has been sniped every time so he's traded up two picks just to make sure he gets his guy before he misses <laughs> out again so fair play to Danny he's finally got the guy who he's wanted for years <laughs> in Cooper Cup Cash has gone young receiver again in CD Lamb so continuing what he did in our other league taken cd lamb and then chris as part of that trade has taken his second qb and added sam donald to russell wilson so chiggs thoughts on that fifth round let's start Again, with your trade up for tour yeah i mean purely because see mo had back-to-back -back picks well mo essentially had four picks in a row right so he took the two receivers he's got Mahomes. he's got sanders something he's going to take you know i think i thought there was a strong possibility he takes tour and I just really wanted him on my roster. You know, I, I can see Tua's upside being huge. Obviously, the problem you've got with that is he's unlikely to play at least the first half of the season, maybe even the whole season. And you've obviously got potentially the injury concern as well. But just that, just the upside, you know, that, that's what I was going for. Um, so so yeah, I didn't have to give up too much to get it. You know, I, I like uh, Daniel Jones... I think Drew Locke could have a nice year. Obviously, Sam Darnold's a, a good pick there as well. You know, they sort of, and obviously, I've talked about Jared Goff being great value as well. I think you know, Jared Goff for me is probably if you're going to buy low on someone, he's the guy. I've been saying you know, I think 
he's going to have a bounce back year as well. So, in the quarterbacks going in this round, we're, we're good. Again, you look at the wide receiver quality as well, right? Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, DK Metcalf, Thielen, CD Lamb. These guys are all. You know, these guys could all finish as a, as a wide receiver one, or mm. you know, your longer term with your CD Lamb and stuff. And DK Metcalf, they've got the upside to be that sort of wide receiver one. So, very very strong round. And if you're keeping count, that's 18 quarterbacks taken in the first six rounds there. So an average of three, but a big run there with five in the fifth round. And it doesn't change up much. Uh, we've got seven <laughs> quarterbacks coming in round six. I'll just talk that so, through. Well, so this is the thing. I, I think because so many quarterbacks obviously went in the first round and then that last round, yep. that, that caused people to panic in this round for sure. With court, yeah, yeah, people that hadn't taken quarterbacks. In, in all fairness, I wanted, I thought I was going to get, I really liked Tua, but I wouldn't have taken him just because I'm fearful of how he'd perform. But I wanted another quarterback. I thought I'd get Goff or Jones, or I didn't really want uh, Sam Darnold actually, but I wanted one, someone in that stature. I even thought Aaron Rodgers or Baker Mayfield might, might have still been dropping at this point. When when they went, I thought I'll get Daniel Jones. When he went, I thought Cry, I need another quarterback now. So um, that's why that's why I took Jimmy G. And I you know I, I wanted another one as well as we went. You know my other quarterbacks. Yep, we know you do. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jimmy G slept on a little bit in fantasy terms because they're seen as a run first and a defense team, but. He does get those middling to end QB two numbers. So to get him where you did, he's still young. He's you know he's the franchise there. I don't hate the pick at all personally. I can see why you'd be nervous on someone like Donald or Locke, uh, given the you know how young they are or how unproven they are. Uh, so we are into the sixth round, and I've given a bit of a spoiler with the number of QBs. So Chris with a C as part of the trade with Danny has taken Keenan Allen first up cash has added drew lock so his second qb to add to Dak prescott danny has taken receiver Cortland sutton so two broncos back-to-back picks there uh, we've then got luke who's taken cam Akers, um so another rookie running back taken uh, fairly early we've got the next of our runs here ryan tannenhill to paul kirk cousins to broad to add to deshaun watson imran has added another rookie qb just Justin Herbert to add to Joe Burrow. Chiggs, you've then got Leonard Fournette. I think that's great value, yeah, um, even if it is for just one or two seasons. At 6'8", I've added Jerry Judy because uh, I thought I need uh, another receiver here. I didn't need a QB and didn't really like the tight ends that were around. I did consider Ingram, but I went for Judy just because I think his upside's phenomenal, having seen what he's done at Alabama. And then finally rounding off uh, we've got Tom Brady to Chris, uh, and then Buck. He had two picks back to back. He had no QB, so he's added two veterans in Drew Brees and Big Ben. So, Paul, thoughts on that sixth round? I mean, it's it is just a, a standard quarterback run, isn't it? You, everyone's sitting there knowing you need at least two, but you really want three, and they're just in short supply. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not really surprised. Um, I think I really like. Uh, I was I was debating whether I should take um, Fournette instead of Tannehill. I thought, do I should 
take him for his value rather than getting a third quarterback at that point. And I was torn between them. Um, Kirk Cousins, actually, in Tannehill. But um, I'd like to have gone Judy. But I just, again, I, I'm always slightly fearful of rookies this early. I, I love the Fournette and the Sutton pick. I think those two are great values to drop in the fifth. The sixth, actually. Yeah, Sutton was good. Uh, I, yeah. I was surprised. Those those two were great. Well, so for me, this this is where you can actually go zero running back strategy. You know, if you talk about dynasty leagues and, you know, the, the shelf lives of running backs, unless you get one of these elite guys early on, like your Saquons and McCaffreys, or, you know, you're, you're gambling on the CEH or Jonathan Taylor, you know, being that next guy. You take, you know, I went with three stud wide receivers who are now going to be the cornerstone of my team. And I picked up Leonard Fournette there in the sixth as my, as my running back. As you said, he might only be one season, but this guy should still give me running back, low running back one, high running back two numbers. In the sixth round, absolutely take that. You know, and then you've still got guys like Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon, Le'Veon Bell. You know, they're, they're obviously older running because everyone's gravitated towards the the young rookies, right? The new shiny ones. Yeah, whereas these guys that have been consistent fantasy performers, you know, you've got to, this is the thing you've got to balance, right? When you're playing in a dynasty league, is okay, you are drafting players that you think will hold longer term value, but you're trying to win now. So you need to have that balance of players that can win you weeks right now. So do you want to switch with me? Now. I, yeah, I think like, we're now one of these players, like a, you know, a Gurley or a Gordon or even Fournette, but you get one of these players who actually, and your team win some, you're, you're of one and they will have performed well to get you that win probably. And then you actually can trade them away kind of, you know, at their high, if they perform badly, you're not going to win anyway. And you know, you'll, you'll be picking up um, someone early in the, someone early next year. I'll give you an example. Like last year I took Devonta Freeman, I think around the sort of fifth or sixth round, something like that. And, obviously realised I wasn't going to be competing. I ended up trading him to Mo for AJ Brown and a, and a second, I think it was, wasn't it? So, you know, it was a win-win because he helped you win your league. Um, and I got, see the young talent in, in AJ Brown. But, you know, We're with these like... guys, if they are contributing for that season, you can trade them away. I like that boom-bust type of thing because it's, it's not a lot of point in having average all the way through because average all the way through definitely won't win you anything but it'll just get you average you may as well absolutely blow out um whilst going for it yeah you're drafting for upside right yeah obviously you want you want some of those consistent players that'll give you a nice floor but you do need some of those guys that will set you over the edge you you need you need a selection of those because otherwise you're not going to get if you have a an average team all the way through you're going to be losing to someone who just gets some you know someone you're playing against is going to get a couple of players with freak results each week. Mm-hmm. You need to have some of that on your side or some potential of that at least. Yeah. Okay. So next up then, round seven. So Mo has continued that QB run and taken Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Homer pick there. Uh, Buck has taken then Bobby Wagner. Chris has taken Evan Engram. And then Buck actually made a trade with me uh, to trade up. Um, I traded out of the fourth effectively here, sorry, out of the seventh altogether. And he's gone for another linebacker in Blake Martinez. So two top tier linebackers in Bobby Wagner and Blake Martinez. Paul, you actually traded up here to get Todd Gurley. So we'll talk about that shortly. Imran, 
uh, has added his third QB, not knowing the certainty around Justin Herbert. He's added Gardner Minshew, probably the best of the starters available there. Broad has added Derek Carr, so another QB taken. Chiggs, then, as part of your trade down, you've taken your first um, tight end in TJ Hawkinson. Tight end run continued. Luke took uh, Noah Fant here. Uh, Danielle Hunter was then taken by Chris at 7'10". 7'11", Cash is gone. Uh, Terry McLaurin, scary Terry. And then I actually made a trade up here uh, at the end of the seventh with Danny to pick up Darren Waller, uh, who was my first and perhaps only tight end at the moment. So, Mo, thoughts on that round seven? Um, I think I think uh, I think maybe the linebackers. I was kind of surprised uh, uh, Bobby Wagner getting early. I mean, he's a stud, but uh, a little older of a linebacker. Um, but I mean, if you like a player, you got to get him. Uh, tight end run again. Uh, I was kind of surprised with that. Four tight ends going on this la- in this round. But again, I think everyone just kind of felt like you know tight ends are being slim. For me, I think after Hunter Henry and Zach Ertz is a steep fall, and I just kind of avoided all tight ends. I, I kind of got stuck. Was that? I always think there's no point. You know, you've missed all the good yeah. ones. Just take you know, they're all much of a random muchness, really, at this point. Exactly. That's that's the way I kind of felt the whole tight end situation was. Um, I took a QB because I got sucked in the whole QB run, and I'm just kind of a. Uh, I think I, I think Teddy Bridgewater is just gonna be one of those sleeper QBs, at least for a year or two, and we have no defense. So at the worst case scenario, he's gonna get he's gonna put up garbage points. Let's put it that way. <laughs> um, but uh, I, well, I think the best I think one player I really liked in this draft in this round was Scary Terry, uh, Terry McLaurin here. I actually thought about taking him over Teddy Bridgewater, and um, and then when Terry fell all the way to cash, I actually tried to offer. Um, so try to make some trades in between to, to kind of hope try to get them, uh, but I think it was just too expensive in my opinion. So, but I think that I think that was a great value pick right there. The seven eleven. Are you not worried about obviously the the quarterback situation in Washington and you know McLaurin obviously showed a lot of talent last year, but can can you see him making that leap into? I think I think I think the, I think the main reason is because they both played in college. They already have a familiarity with them, with each other, the wide receiver and the QB. Um, I think Haskins, I mean, I, I think he had great potential coming out. I just, I knew Haskins was raw, though. I think he needed a year or two to kind of sit back and uh, actually develop. And he, got, he kind of got thrown into a very bad situation last year. Um, but uh, I think I think the fact that they both played, they both played with each other in college and and then now you got a you know you're gonna have a decent defense coming in this year. I mean I love I love I love the coach Rivera. I think the, uh, Scott Turner is a great offensive coach. Um, he's gonna make things happen around there. And I think both Haskins and Terry are gonna have both great years. Um, I, I I don't know who their second wide receiver is, um, who number two or number three is gonna be. But um, I mean they got solid group of running backs. I mean I don't even know. I mean what, they got three or four solid running backs back there. Uh, and I think that's going to make Haskins. It's going to take pressure off Haskins. He's not going to be required to throw constantly. Their defense is going to keep him a little bit in the games. Uh, I think they probably have arguably one of the best front four. And um, I think and Terry's the number one guy. There is no competition. And again, I, I just like that familiar familiarity between quarterback and and, and wide receiver from college. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it represents very good value as well. To be fair, in the seventh, um, you know, Cash has definitely gone. Zero RB <laughs> strategy there with two two quarterbacks and five receivers and, and you yeah. know for me five young obviously uh, OBJ and Devontae Adams are sort of veterans but Ridley Lamb and McLaurin for me is three 
young receivers. Yeah, I, I, mean, that's... I don't get that. I don't, I don't get the, I get the zero RB in, in leagues where you're having to play two and you've got kind of a flex. But when we only need one in each position, I kind of think you need to have one good, strong starter at each position, and then pick up a backup or pick up. Um, See, I, I, I'm not so sure because for me, and I, I went with the similar strategy was you know like for me I'm loading up on my young stud receivers where. I know that that position is now sorted for the next number of years. And because I only need to play one running back, yeah, like if I can get one of these, like um, J.K. Dobbins or Jonathan Taylor, then great. But if not, I'll just plug Fournette or Le'Veon Bell in that slot and I don't have to worry about... I agree with Fournette. I suppose suppose he has... I think, okay, maybe I think he's probably quite lucky he got Le'Veon Bell. You know, because if you don't get him, suddenly you're... Struck, you know, that was if he didn't get him, then who else would he have? I suppose actually, sorry, he could have got the um, he could have got Melvin Gordon as well, still. Yeah, but he had a couple still, he could have got David Montgomery. Yeah, so bad, he, he could have easily have not, right? In the next 20 picks, it, it's not inconceivable if we didn't have the line linebacker run that we had that the de- the running backs go and he's got you know, he's got three um, sorry, five wide receivers and no running back. I think that's it, it, I think he's worked out well for it, but I think it was kind of dangerous if he hadn't. Well, you know, it, he, he was against a turn, so he only had to wait. After picking his fifth wide receiver, he, yeah, he only had to survive two two picks. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. And, that's thing, and, and there's enough guys there that, you know, if you're playing them as you're running, you've got Lev Bell, Devin Singletary, David Johnson, David Montgomery, James Connor, Chris yeah. Carson. You know, there's, there's still a lot of talented running backs there. Obviously, they're, they're older and their jobs aren't as secure. I always like going for a name that you know as well. At least if you don't win and you've got Melvin Gordon in your team or Todd Gurley in your team, you can kind of feel like you, you were cheated because you had a good player, even if they were past it. I used to do that with Matt, um, Matt Forte a lot. <laughs> Drafted him like three years after I should be, still in the second round, thinking I'm getting great value because he used to go 101. <laughs> I think I think the, um, the other thing we obviously talked about, the, the tight end run there, and obviously after the the top tier, there is that drop-off. I think this was that second tier of dynasty tight ends for me. Engram, Hawkinson, Fant and Waller. I think, I mean, your trade to get Waller was, was a really good trade, actually, because you're right. For me, he was the last of that that tier. You know, if you, yeah. I think if you miss him there, then you're basically piecing together, you know, young Johnny Smith, Mike Gesicki... <laughs> Ian Thomas, these kind of guys, and just hoping, you know, one of them hits. That would be me. (laughs) It's not a bad strategy. I mean, that's what I've done in the other league, right? But, um, you know, the reason I sort of sat there and I took um, Hawkinson there was because I didn't think he was going to make it back round to me at my next pick. And I just like his upside, you know. I don't don't hate the Hawkinson pick at all. Um, I think you need an additional one, which you do get later. Uh, you're right. With Waller, as I explained on the group chat, he got 280 points last year. Even if he gets 220-230 this year with the addition of Edwards, Ruggs, etc., that's still tight end six or seven. So it's you know uh, not just a tight end one. It's middle tight end one and he's got the upside to be a high tight end one so i made that trade up i thought there's no way he's dropping to me nine picks later so yes i gave up a little bit 
to get him, but no regrets there um, because I'd rather have him above the, the tight ends that remained there. And it was as simple as that for me. Uh, okay, so going into the eighth round then, um, Chris, as part of his trade with Danny, uh, picked up Debo Samuel. Cash, you mentioned, got uh, Lev Bell. Chris had another pick here, and he's taken the next linebacker who I really wanted, so I was gutted to see him go. Joe Schobert, who's now at the Jaguars. Luke has then added Stefan Diggs. Chiggs, you mentioned, you picked up Melvin Gordon. Nice uh, veteran running back there. Broad has taken Aaron Donald, first of the defensive linemen. Uh, and then you've got David Montgomery, uh, Jordan Hicks. Paul, you took with your pick. Uh, Danny, as part of my trade to get Waller, has then taken to Tyler Lockett here. Chris, with a K, has added Cam Newton. So he's added Cam Newton to Brady and Goff as his QBs. like that pick. And then, Mo, you started what will now be the linebacker run here. So you traded up with me uh, a few spots and you've taken Tremaine Edwards. Uh, so next of the linebackers, that's what linebacker four here, four or five. And then I've continued that by taking Jalen Smith to round uh, end off round eight. So <laughs> we can just see, and that's the start of, as I say, the linebacker run. And you'll see how much of a run it actually becomes as we talk through the next couple of rounds. But just quick thoughts then. Chigs on that round eight. So I think the pick of Joe Schobert there was was really nice. You know, I know he's moved to to Jacksonville, but the guy's got great numbers. You know, he he should be a top five linebacker for me. Um, you know, he's paired him with Daniel Hunter, who we've talked about before. But for me, he's the standout defensive um, defensive lineman. So that's a really nice start to your IDP. You know, Daniel Hunter and Joe Schobert. I think Stefan Diggs is incredible value there in the eighth, uh, the number one wide receiver in Buffalo. Guy's a talented dude. You know, I, I know Josh Allen's not the most accurate of quarterbacks, but I just think volume and talent there in the eighth round. If you if you end up starting a draft with other players and end up with Diggs as your first or second wide receiver, I'd be very happy with that. You know, so it's almost the reverse. You'll, you'll go running back and tight end heavy and then end up with digs there. That's pretty solid. Um, and then, obviously, we talked about the... And obviously, Tyler Lockett as well. I think it's great value there in the in the eighth. Yep. Again, I really like, Danny's, really like Danny's start to this draft with Kamara and Cook, Ryan and Stafford, and then Cortland Sutton, Cooper Cup, and Tyler Lockett as his wide receivers. I think that's, that's really nice. I, I, I like the Lockett pick as well. Uh, we've got a fab bet on, in fact. So, you know, I'm high on Lockett. Mm-hmm. Um, Cam, possibly a little early, but I can see yeah. why Chris has done it. You know, just to, if he's the starter, he holds great value, even yeah, if he's, he's not going to be the Cam of old. So, he holds great value. And then um, Mo, Mo, uh, Mr. I'm going to wait and see what's happening at linebacker. And no, hey, I, I did. I, I waited and I saw. That's the thing, though. I waited and I saw. I saw two two linebackers go the round before, and I saw two go this round. I think I spoke. I think I texted you and uh, uh, Paul, just asking like, "Hey, when's the usual linebacker run happen? Yeah. Seventh or eighth? I think both of you guys said. I was like, yeah. "All right, well, there's one guy that my co-manager wanted was Edmonds, um, and surprisingly, he's only 22 years old. 
And he's already oh, yeah. got two years experience. Um, and uh, yeah, so I was like, all right, well, I know I, I knew for a fact Amir was going to go linebacker. And just not to risk it, I was like, it's worth just trading up one spot and, and you know, giving up just minimal to get the guy that I wanted. So it actually worked out, I think. It's a good pick. I mean, I, I actually, as much as I take the piss, it is actually a really nice pick. Um, <laughs> but yeah, know, I, I, really I, like I, Edwards. Nice. Uh, yeah, no, it was, it was actually all homage to, you. I think, you and Paul. You guys said it's going to happen 7th or 8th, and there's only one linebacker I had in mind. That's because of the co-manager. And mm-hmm. uh, I got the guy I wanted, so I'm happy. And then, and then it begins. And this is the thing. I had four, and I couldn't decide. So when you offered that trade up, and you've moved down a few spots in the ninth, for me it was a fairly straightforward yes, because I thought even if you take... Edmonds or Jalen Smith I'll take one or the other I think the only one I was sure I wanted was Corey Littleton uh, here so that was the one I was hoping you didn't take I like I love the situation he's going to be in with the Raiders now where he's moved to Uh, I was speaking to Danny actually who's a a Rams fan and he was saying just how much of a beast he is and he's going to miss him at the Rams and uh, that was the one I was sure about I couldn't decide between then Jalen Smith Tremaine Edmonds or Roquan Smith um, so I have gone Jalen Smith and then bit of a spoiler to start the ninth I've gone Corey Littleton now try and keep up here because there are going to be a lot of <laughs> linebackers a lot of linebackers and what I propose is actually doing the next two rounds together um, so it doesn't quite start yet. There are three offensive players taken. So Danny's taken David Johnson as part of the trade with me to get Waller. Uh, Chris has avoided all the run on defense and taken Jalen Rager. Uh, Mo, you've taken Devin Singletary. So back-to-back builds players, possibly to appease your uh, co-manager. Uh, and then here we go. So Chiggs, Roquan Smith, Imran, Devin White, Broad, Shaq Thompson, Paul, Chandler Jones, uh, Luke, so the Powell brothers have avoided taking defense. He's gone for Robert Woods. I really like that pick. Mm. Uh, linebacker again with Chris, Leighton Vanderesh, Cash, Fred Warner. Love that pick. I think Warner's gone far too late there. Uh, Danny, obviously seeing the run and being at the end, taken Demario Davis and Levante David. Um, so more linebackers. And it continues. Cash, Devin Bush, Chiggs, you traded up to get Dion Jones. Luke, uh, DJ Chark, I've gone for my first defensive lineman, Nick Bosa, uh, who I think is the second DL for Dynasty formats. Uh, carries on, Broad, another linebacker, Jerome Baker, Twetashek Thompson, another linebacker, TJ Watt. Paul, you've taken Joey Bosa, so the older brother of Nick. Uh, Chris, with a C, uh, has taken Jarvis Landry. Didn't get uh, the memo. <laughs> no, he's not yet. Well, he did take Schobert and Van Der Esch and Hunter. So yeah, yeah. he's got Jarvis Landry. And One then... thing I think worth mentioning here is, because we took D-line much earlier than I think you normally would, our scoring's quite different for D-line mm-hmm. as yeah. well. Yeah, a lot, lot of points for uh, sacks especially. Yeah. Uh, so I'll round off uh, round 10. So Chris K, uh, Chris with a K, has finally taken defense, but he's not gone linebacker. He's actually gone D lineman in Miles Garrett. Mo, uh, I love this pick, and Chiggs hates this pick. You've gone Chase Young, second I love pick for drafts. <laughs> and uh, then you've ended with another rookie uh, defensive player in Patrick Queen. So a lot to absorb there in rounds eight to 10. Uh, probably had out of the 24 picks some like 16 linebackers i think there so 
Paul, what are your initial thoughts seeing all those linebackers going? It, I think it's more a sense of um, our scoring setting than a particularly for the IDP draft. We've got so we've got so many uh, defensive flex. So you know, we could be playing five linebackers, and generally they score. You know, they, they they don't because of our defensive line settings, but they score a lot of points in this league, and you want to be playing three or four of them really you know certainly three in um in every game so there's 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 only so many to go around so it, it makes sense and that's a good so, point uh, you raised because i was just going to say one of the reasons i didn't love the scary terry pick for cash when he took him is that the most receivers or of any one offensive position you could play is four he already had four there so i think having a fifth receiver was a little bit of a luxury don't hate the player or the pick. Just felt like a little bit of a luxury knowing that one of the first seven players you've taken, you won't be able to start. But, you yeah. know, with linebackers, you can start up to five of them. Uh, but just the point I wanted to raise there. Cheers, see, I think I've, see, I've, was, that, was that Paul? I've sort of done that as well with taking three quarterbacks in the first um, six. QB is slightly different because it right, is uh, a position is, of scarcity. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's kind of my view on the on the. What, if you look at the drop off from, if you if you didn't take Terry, who's the next? You know, if you drop all the way down to four rounds down and you get Jarvis Landry, I don't think you're so far apart total points wise. Whereas if you look at the the fall off in linebacker in four rounds, the points fall off is significantly more. I think. And I think I think I think that's spot on in terms of you know, there's, there's so much quality receiving talent as you say you're picking up Jarvis Landry in the 10th you'll see guys like Brandon Cooks, Devontae Parker you know all these kind of guys that you know say like when Stefan Diggs went in the 8th if that was your first or second wide receiver it's great value right I think what I'd say about taking the five receivers though is that your offensive skill player I know you can't play them but you're going to need guys in bye weeks and injuries and stuff and they're young, and also they have the trade value, right? If you, I reckon you can package McLaurin in a 2021 first and get Zeke. You know, I mean, not necessarily, but you know, but yeah, you can you can piece together these guys to to go and get yourself a stud running back if you need to. But I think the thing with the linebackers is that people don't know. Yeah, you know, a lot of people haven't drafted right in in a IDP league. So, like I said, you're almost waiting to see when people start going and you know you've got certain guys i think you've tiered and who you're after and as soon as a few of those guys start going i mean obviously i i I don't like taking idp this early but i end up taking two i actually traded to go and get the others because as soon as they started going Mm -hmm. you know you 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 know your top tier guys you know i i had roquan as the top uh, the last guy in my top tier so that's why I took him in the ninth. And then obviously your Devin Whites, Fred Warner's Devin Devin Bush went um was the guy I really wanted. I think me well, and you I, talked about him, Amit. Yeah, you got sniped. You got I, I sniped found myself there. being a bit blase where I've played more IDP um than well, as much IDP as normal. Certainly for the last few years I've played more of it. I, I think I was a little bit blase with knowing who I wanted and the points drop off. But when it happened, when we started doing it, I hadn't really looked at the point set, this, the settings until until we spoke about it. And I was like, ah, oh, defensive line are a lot more valuable. 
And actually, I think actually, I, I mean, strangely, I think there the, as much as I think Amir went too early in the third. I think you could make a really strong argument to sit in there loading up five linebackers or five linebackers and D line in in your first eight picks. You know, getting a couple of quarterbacks and all line and all of those, and then taking some some of the running backs and um, and wide receivers you're going to get left over. You're, you're dropping fifty points maximum. You know, drop off from um, in a running back position or a wide receiver probably, whereas you could be dropping one hundred and fifty drop off in in uh, linebackers. You only don't because there's lots of them and no one else is. So you're trying to kind of you're trying to keep slightly ahead, but in line of others, right? But well, I don't think be, I, I'd I'd like to sort of mock it out and see what would have happened if someone had taken, you know, who, who you would have got if you'd just taken those. How strong your team would have been. Well, the thing is, I think with the with the scoring settings and the roster composition, it allows so much flexibility that you play different what ways. May, what, what may, yeah, I think there's a you, you, there's not a single strategy that is the go to thing. It's not like okay, load up on running backs early or zero RB or you know take three quarterbacks in the first three rounds. I think there's there's so many ways you can cut it. So, like you said, taking Darius at the end of the third may seem like a reach, but actually. Because there's so much value later on the board, you've got your guy locked up there, and you can then backfill. You know, if you look at the um, the Powells not taking any defensive players, you know, when the run side happening, and then Chris ends up with Miles Garrett and Zach Cunningham as his first two defensive picks. That's great value. Yeah, you know? absolutely. You can argue it both ways. It's just when you want those elite players, you've got to. It, it's more the depth. It's more the amount you need. That he's got great value in those first two, but he needs another four. Mm. That's, that's where it becomes it's, hard. That's yeah. what I think the problem is. I think I actually think I think Amir's half done it right, and the rest of us kind of gone a bit more traditional. Whereas actually, I do think we could have gone. You could have gone really heavy on on linebackers, couple of D line, three or four linebackers, and then been trying to pick up, you know, you know, pick up the. Um, Sort of Melvin Gordon's etc. and um, uh, Todd Gurley's to take some w- w- running backs who aren't going to last very long. But running backs don't last very long anyway. Yeah, but the thing is, I think you can you can still trade, right? So as an example, if Aaron Jones goes down or gets cut or whatever, like yeah. Amit hasn't got a running back, right? So he's going to have to trade probably one of his linebackers to go get a running back. Yeah, yeah. I think you can, for me, just having played IDP before, I've always been able. To, I've always been able to find defensive players on the waiver wire, whereas yeah. I think you'll struggle to find offensive skill. You know, like if a running yeah, that, back goes down, his 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 handcuffs normally already on someone's roster. Yep. If a linebacker goes down, I think we've talked about it before. People don't handcuff them, so. There might be a rookie guy, you know, that, that gets promoted that suddenly starts playing. You can pick this guy up off waivers, you know. So I think the flexibility to mine the waiver wire is a bit easier with um, defensive. Yeah, if a, a rookie linebacker is going to get tackles if they're playing, as long as they're on the field, someone's going to run into them, even if they're not, you yeah, know, superb. They're going to be, they're going to get some points. Whereas a rookie running back might just keep, you know, might might just not have it at all. <laughs> Yeah, and every time I get to a pick, I do look at the running backs available because I know it's a position of scarcity. I still see enough players I wouldn't mind plugging in on a given week if, um, you know, as you say, Aaron Jones was to go down. 
Um, Why? Who do, you still, who, do you, who do you think's any good? Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Who's who's on the list there right now? I think the thing is, right, you can still ask you for a friend. Up. I'm picking next. Um, uh, well, you, like like Carl Juszczyk, Giovanni Bernard, Malcolm Brown, all great picks here, Paul. I, I quite like Ingram. <laughs> so well, like, like, so Sony Michelle's still available, right? And you know, this guy is theoretically still the starting running back for the Patriots, and he hasn't even gone. This is round. We're in round thirteen. This guy's still there? Well, exactly. You've still got him. You've still got James White, who's good in PPR. Tevin Coleman and Raheem Mostert, if you fancy them. Mark Ingram will have a role this year. Yeah, well, there's enough players that I still like enough to plug in. Yeah. Whereas I'm, I'm building out my starting lineup now. So all the players I've picked, I think, are going to be my weekly starters. And now I start thinking about depth, ultimately. Yeah, I like your way of doing it like that, to be fair. Uh, all right, so where did we get to? We got to the end of round 10, um, and Mo taking Patrick Queen. I just, so, uh, obviously, Chase Young. Um, that, for me, was a fantastic pick. You know, well, thank you, the, sir. Uh, thank you. I, um, I was surprised he went that early. Um, obviously, Hunter went, Aaron Donald... The Bosa's went in this round, and I thought maybe Chase Young would slide. You know, I, I had him sliding a few rounds later. But this guy is obviously a generational talent coming out of college. You know, potentially better than they're talking about better than Nick Bosa. Obviously, Bosa's done it for a season in the NFL, but I can see Chase Young being. Like I said to said to Mo after you made the pick, that's brilliant. You know, that, that's a set and forget. You plug that in your defensive lineman slot now, and you for the next ten years, you're done. Yeah, and to be honest, like if he was one of the players I thought about when I took Nick Bosa, I, I decided I decided I was going to take D lineman. So it was a case of Nick, Joey, Bosa, or Chase Young, and I just went for Nick because he's done it and proven it, and you know, in a team that got to the Super Bowl. But I I love that Chase Young pick as well. So good pick, and definitely I think the last of that tier in D lineman, uh, particularly from the younger players. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then. 11 and 12 to just end the um, end the podcast. We've got Buck, who took Michael Gallup at the start of the 11th. Uh, felt that maybe slightly early, but that's objective. Buck had another pick. He's taken Shaq Barrett uh, from the t- Tampa Bay Bucks. like that pick. Chris, as you said, waited on defense, and he's now added Zach Cunningham to Miles Garrett. I really like that pick. Buck had another pick here from all his trades uh, and got Cam Jordan. Uh, big fan of that. Then we had two QBs go. Last of the two viable, arguably, starting QBs in Phil Rivers. So Chiggs like your pick of Rivers. And then Imran's added his fourth QB in Dwayne Haskins. So I like what he's done there with a young player in Herbert who may not play this year, but then having three other starting QBs. Uh, then we've got Austin Hooper. So next of the tight ends considering there wasn't a tight end taken at all in the last three full rounds so it's been a while since a tight end was taken uh paul you've added uh, lineman carlos dunlap from the bengals uh, luke has finally bet and taken his first defensive player uh, rookie isaiah simmons from the cardinals uh, and then rounding off uh, end of 11 chris has taken james connor i like that pick for a starting running back Cash has taken Dallas Goddard, 
So his first and only tight end. And then we had a bit of a run on defensive backs here. <laughs> Danny, Danny, Danny sort of started the trend. So having just survived a linebacker run, we've now started a defensive back run. Yeah, so I he's got Derwin, that, but... James, Derwin James and Buda Baker back to back. I do like the pick. I, I would have rather taken Jamal Adams over Baker or James there. I think Jamal Adams is the number one DB in Dynasty for me, even though he yeah. may hold out at the Jets. You just look at his production. Uh, so I don't mind the strategy. I just would have taken Adams. So Adams was next up. So Cash has added Jamal Adams. And then Chris with a C has added Landon Collins. Really like that pick from the Redskins. We've then got Chris Carson, uh, possibly starting running back at the Seahawks if he's fit for week one. Paul, I like your pick here. Great value to get Devontae Parker. Uh, I couldn't believe he was there, to be honest. I, I kept checking. I was going through and I thought, he can't. I must be missing something. I must have missed news or something I'm completely through me. But I was surprised he was still here. People were distracted with other runs that were happening. I, particularly I, I, I knew he didn't pick him. No, I do like that pick a lot. And then Brod's gone Kareem Hunt, another player I was targeting. I think Chiggs, I was chatting to you here because my pick was coming up. And it's like every player I'm eyeing up is getting picked off here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Khalil Mack then went to Imran, who can play linebacker or DL. So good I'm surprised pick there. he dropped that far as well, to be honest. I kept wanting to take him, but no one else seemed to be taking him. So I thought I shouldn't. <laughs> I don't and mind I the pick, especially with the flexibility of playing him in two spots. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to take him if he fell to me the very next pick. But I think Mack was on my top of my list. Yep, and then, Mo, you've taken Henry Ruggs, so clearly a player you're high on. You've got him in both of our dynasty leagues. I then went linebacker again, Kenneth Murray. Absolutely love the talent. I think he's a machine of a tackler and hopefully forges a great career as linebacker for dynasty. Not in. I hope the Chargers lose, of course, as a Broncos fan, but I love the talent. And then, and last few picks, Chris has taken Darius Geis. Uh, Buck has taken Tracy Walker, so defensive back from the Lions. And I had another pick, and I took Justin Jefferson. Uh, in fact, we might as well finish off. There's been six other picks, which is actually live as to where we are now. Uh, so, Mo, you then went Brandon Cooks, like that pick in the 13th as a starter. Bucks gone Hollywood Brown, boom-bust player, but a lot of upside. Uh, Chris has then taken another linebacker in CJ Mosley. Chiggs, you've taken an, another tight end in Tyler Higby. I like that, considering Hawkinson may still be developing. Uh, you had two back-to-back -back picks here. In fact, you've taken T. Higgins and then Rashawn Evans. So a lot of picks there. I think we just went through 30. So, Chiggs, any comments on the, any of the picks there? Yeah, I was sitting there crying. as <laughs> all these picks I had happening when um, all the players I had at the top of my board. She went Henry Ruggs, Kareem Hunt, Darius Geis, Justin Jefferson, Brandon Cooks from the offensive side. I really like your pick of Kenneth Murray. I think I said to you when he picked it, I thought that was a great pick. I had him down as a bit of a sleeper. You know, maybe he'd fall a little bit later after some of the other kind of more established linebackers. Um, I think the defensive back run for me is just the way I play IDP. I, I just don't think need to reach for these guys so I, I was very glad it happened it meant obviously a lot of other players got pushed down 
You, you are talking a sort of two-point differential, right? In the in the defensive backs. Yeah, Sorry. I mean, the ones who have gone are the standout talents as well, though. Yeah. So, you know, there's obviously some... If you've got them, you plug them in and you never need to think about them in the same way that I've got Nick Bosa, Mo, you've got Chase Young. It's the same here with sort of Jamal Adams or... Derwin James, Collins, Buda Baker. Maybe Danny didn't need two, but he's got two of the top three or four now there in his team. So he'll always have at least one. And I think one would have been all right. I don't like the double pick of um yeah. one and then sticking some anyone on the, you know, have one one space for a flex um for you know for waivers each week to pick up. Yeah, Bear in mind, he has no um, no defensive lineman, right? Yes. Okay. Good point. So he's going to play. He's going to play both these, right? No, no. But as in, yeah, like as in, I'd have taken one defensive back there and so one defensive line. lineman. Yeah, third line. Yeah, I probably, if I was on the clock there, I would have actually probably gone Jamal Adams and Kenneth Murray personally, um, or mostly, or, depending on your thoughts on or, those. Um, or, yeah, like, say, Derwin James and Khalil Mack, right? You sort of pair, if you want to do that, do it that way. Mm. Uh, yeah, so, Chiggs, T. Higgins, a uh, player I'm high on. I traded up fairly aggressively to get him in our other league. Uh, but is that because you didn't think he'd come back round to you in the 14th and you just wanted to get your guy? What was the thinking there? So, I was... I didn't really know what to do with these picks because obviously all the guys that I was sort of targeting as uh, sort of starters all kind of went off the board. I felt like I wanted another tight end. That's why I went Tyler Higby. I think his upside, you know, what he showed at the back end of last season, this guy could finish as a top five tight end if he has that same level of opportunity, especially with Cook's gone as well now. You know, hopefully Higby sort of eats, eats more of that share. And then in terms of the wide receivers, here, you know, you, you still had Michael Pittman, um, Denzel Mims, you know, all these young rookie receivers on the board. And obviously, I traded with you in the other league, so I didn't get T Higgins. And it was just a case of I wanted a share of him, basically. You know, I mm. love, you know, I, I think I was the highest on him out of us anyway. I loved his talent. Um, I loved his situation. I think maybe this year it will be a developmental year for him and he probably won't contribute too much for my team whereas I think Justin Jefferson can slot into that Stefan Diggs role straight away and give you production this year but I, I prefer T Higgins's longer term upside for me yeah I'm very high on Jefferson um, uh, and that system has shown that they can feed slot receivers so I was happy to get him I tried aggressively to trade up for him in the other um, league, but Kush wasn't having it. I think he ended up taking Jefferson. I think my pick in the second was just too far back for him, and he wanted one of sort of three guys. So I did try, uh, as I may, to get Jefferson. So I finally got a share of him. Happy about that. Um, loved the talent. He had huge numbers with Joe Burrow at LSU, and uh, uh, just excited about his future. So that's where we are. Uh, Broad is on the clock. Uh, hasn't picked, in fact, while we've been recording. So uh, may break down some of the rest of the draft uh, next week or on a future episode. But 
that's been uh, fun talking about. And uh, best of luck to you, chaps. Just uh, don't snipe me, please, when I'm trying to get a player. <laughs> Chigs, I'm looking at you because you're one pick ahead of me. Everyone start loading up on running backs. Oh, please. Please do that. I don't mind at all. My aim is to snipe Mo now for every player he wants. <laughs> you you kind of got me on Tua, but I don't think I was ever tied with anybody. Um, I hope you don't do it. I don't know. There's a couple of players I'm kind of kind of connected connected with here, and uh, we'll see. I mean, it, the thing is that you don't know if it's defensive or offensive. There's so many options here. It it was the it was the Chase Young one that really sort of oh, burned. killed me first, and then I was like, okay, and then obviously after that, you just see. See, I, I think I've like, had this before, right? We we tend to sort of look yeah. at the same players and um, you know, snipe each other. So I, I blame uh, I blame Amir for starting that whole Nick Bosa thing. I mean, I think he started Nick Bosa that line, and then Joey Bosa went, then Miles Garrett went. I was like, well, gotta go with my boy. Take it when you can. Yep. Don't be afraid to uh, reach, even if it uh, even if it is reaching, because you may not get a chance to get him again. Yeah, I think I kind of learned that. I was surprised uh, Shaq Thompson went so early. Oh, my God. I really wanted him. I thought he was yeah. a sleeper. I guess not. Yeah. I had, um, so I've, I've had Shaq Thompson in pretty much every IDP league I've been in you know, for oh, years. I didn't, I didn't know that. Oh, I would have I kept an eye out if that was the case. Yeah, and then um, quiet. I was surprised. I, I had him down as, you know, you could pick him up as your third or fourth linebacker. You go a little bit under the radar. Um, lo- love that pick by Broad. You know, this guy is now should be stepping into that Keekly role for me. In a team with a yeah, no defense. In in a bad defense, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I would have personally still taken Fred Warner personally over Thompson. I think Fred Warner represented the last of that sort of tier, but I don't hate the Thompson pick either. As you say, the opportunity is massive. He's just going to have to prove himself now. Right, gents. It's been great breaking down. Uh, fairly long episode this time. And, uh, yep, good luck with the draft. And uh, we'll we'll speak again, I'm sure, or speak loads over the next few days. So, for now, that's me signing out. Mo? Giddy up. Cheers. See you, folks. <laughs> and Paul? Keep safe, all.